Okay, I'm here with uh, Will Simpson, interviewing for My First Pony. Okay, Will, tell us about the, uh, the experience of your first pony. The first pony experience I had was was that Dad won two unbroke Welsh ponies in a raffle, and uh, we were we were all excited. We were like, "Let's go! Let's go ride them!" And uh, then we got the, the advice that that wouldn't be such a good idea. So so then Dad uh, he he traded them. He traded the two unbroke Welsh ponies for Old Joe. Old Joe was a Palomino, probably, I don't know, 15 years old or so. And uh, my older sister didn't ride. She was allergic to horses. But my, uh, I have three brothers and two sisters. We all rode. So we'd go out and we'd ride Old Joe. Mom and Dad get bored, they go inside. Trainer get, get bored, go inside. So we went from, and they said we just had to jump this cross rail. And we got so bored with that that we actually, we started having fall-off contests. We'd come up to the cross rail and we'd hurl ourselves off the horse and then try to land and see who could make the most dramatic fall-off. And uh, as we look back, that was probably really good training to learn. learn yeah, learn that's how, how you fall, get, yeah, learn, learn how, how to fall. fall. Absolutely. So we got, but so we got, ended up getting bored with that too, so then we, we snuck it, we snuck it a little bit of, we went straight across with a vertical. Mind you, this vertical was about the size of a five-gallon paint can, and that's what that's what the standards were. Mm-hmm. It was about the top of that, which is about one foot tall. But Joe came down; he tripped over it, landed on the other side, and fell down, and just laid there. So we ran inside. We said, "Hey, something's wrong with Joe." So they came out, trained, looked at him, took him by the reins, gave him a little boot in the belly, jumped up, and he said, now what were you guys doing? I said, well, we went from the cross rail to the vertical, and he came down, he tripped over it, and he said, well, don't ever do that again, stick with the cross rail. <laughs> so that's what we had to do, and, uh, but yeah, we were bored, so then we, we started with those fall-off contests, this and that. And then, then we, uh, we, we, we got, uh, another, another deal where we, we got this horse that, uh, was, uh, high, sp- high, spirited horse. He was, he was like a Ferrari compared to Old Joe. Now this horse, he had a he had a roach mane, and he was uh, his name was King. He's a chestnut with a roach mane. Well, I thought that was kind of cool. Kind of looked like a Trojan horse type of thing. Mm-hmm. The quarter horse he used to roach your manes back then. And yeah, and it stood up four inches. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it was it was. When it grows out, yeah, it looks yeah. like a Trojan horse, you're right. It was like a Trojan horse. We thought that was pretty cool. And the reason that we, we really, really wanted this horse, because the trainer said, now listen, here's what you do. You get you get far, to the far end of the ring down there, and you get him up into a you get him up into a canter, and you lean forward and you say, Now hand gallop. And Joe would come running. And so we thought that was the coolest thing, you know, that the horse was so well trained. That he would he would uh, hand gallop like that on command. So uh, so we got we, we traded Joe for for King, and then that's that's and then come to find out basically the horse was just barn sour. He right. just wanted to run home. He just wanted, he just to, wanted to run toward the gate. Uh-huh. But the trainer the trainer tricked us into thinking that was this well trained 
<laughs> extra feature that the horse had. <laughs> anyway, so we had we had fun with that, and we learned how to we we learned how to ride on on uh, King because he had a little more spirit and everything. So it was that was a good uh, that was a good horse for us for a while. Did you jump King too? Jump King could jump too. Yeah, mm-hmm. he he jumped and he would he would go around the courses and jump here and there. And then one of the most amazing things was Dad never rode, uh, and so. My dad was a pretty good athlete. He was a uh, quarterback in college and in football, and he taught us all how to pole vault, all kinds of things like that. And uh, all of a sudden, one day, uh, we were out there and we were, we were we were selling king, and I was I wasn't in my riding clothes, and and uh, nobody else was there riding clothes, and, and dad was out there. He had jeans on, and they they were saying that the horse anybody could ride it. And the, the trainer said, even even Dad could ride could get on and ride this horse. He's so he's so easy to ride. And Dad jumped on and jumped the whole course. <laughs> it was the most amazing thing I'd ever uh-huh. seen. And I, come to find out, Dad had my, mom and Dad had a little background growing up in Illinois, and had a little you know a farm and it was a dairy farm. But they had some horses here and there, so they get on once in a while and ride. Mm-hmm. Not that not was that was their their thing, but it was so cool to see. See my dad just jump on and, and uh, ride, ride like that. So, I mean, that's the best. That's the best uh, analogy I could I could think of. To, what was uh, your to, next to horse? My, yeah, my first pony. Yeah, what was your next horse that led up to you from uh, from Joe there? Your next horse that started actually showing Grand Prix horses and started. How did that start? Yeah. Well, King, we went from King, and the next horse was Peanuts because that's what he cost. He was off the racetrack, and he was. They they went and bought these horses off the racetrack, and he was the last one uh, that didn't get sold, and so that's the one that uh, that we got. And he was he was uh, you know he was uh, he was a little you know green right up the racetrack, so it was a green horse, green rider. It's not not supposed to work, <coughs> but uh, he was a, he was a gentle horse, and we started riding him, and then then all of a sudden. Uh, they had a they had a horse show in in Springfield, Illinois, at the, at the Illinois State Armory, and there was a horse in the in the class classes there called Glenda Joe, and she kind of caught my eye, and she, uh, and so, uh, Dad got her Dad got her bought somehow, and uh, she ended up going on and, and winning eight out of eight classes at two different horse shows. One was in Taylorville, Illinois, which was small horse show and then the other one was Indiana State Fair which was a pretty big pretty big horse show so she won the four junior jumpers and the four open jumpers at both of those amazing, two yeah. shows and actually the, the the small show Taylorville ended up being a lot harder to uh to to do good because back in the old days they didn't have the rules they didn't have the facilities so we were we were jumping a fault and out class and now they have rules that you, you make three or four jump offs and you're done and you got to remain tied. But back in those days, they kept on going. Yeah, you just keep on going. So we ran out there. of standards and they put the milk jug, milk crates underneath the standards to make them higher. And we were, there was two or three light bulbs. So it's like a Puissance class. Yeah, like a Puissance. Two or three light bulbs and people came with their cars and trucks and shined them on the fences so that we could keep going. And the footing must have been, I mean, it was dusty and oh, it was a, but anyway, we ended up going so high, the two of us, that it was a lot harder to win even at this little, little show. And, and this horse just, she kept on 
jumping and winning. She kind of taught me how to do the the horses and how to compete, this and that. So I was very fortunate to end up with, with Glenda Joe. She was 15-3, just a little bit bigger than a pony. 15-3 and, and uh, a thoroughbred off the track. But uh, anyway, she, uh, she got me started. She got me hooked in the business. And I thought it was easy. I thought every horse I was I was going to get from then on was going to win. Yeah, like, eight out of eight classes at two different horses. Yeah, that's amazing. Like they say, which is the best early success or early failure? You know? Yeah, you get early well, success. I've, I've been still looking for another Glenda Joe ever since. Yeah, you look for that one. And you did that without any uh, lessons or out any formal training from any any uh, trainers, huh? Well, we had a there was a there was a trainer that came into town, and uh, there was you know he was he was there. His name is Jim Shooking. And he was a he was a, a a great horseman, you know. And at the time, and he got me started. And he got me. He kind of he kind of kind of took a liking to each other, I think. And and had uh, he he gave me a great start into the business. I'll never forget. Uh, he he kept me excited about it and gave me all the uh, insight and and uh, shared with me all his his wisdom at the time. So you know, it was one of those it was one of those early relationships that. That uh, that really got me into the into the into the business, into the horses. You know, kept me got me started and gave me the the information I. I then you turned to, professional. To started, you know. Mm-hmm. Then you turned professional right after that. Yeah, then I turned professional, and then then we moved on to. I, I left home and and tried, you know, riding. You know, when, when I was thirteen. Mm-hmm. So that was, I, I kind of had an idea that that was what I wanted to do. And you never went to college after high school? You went ahead and started showing horses? Well, I, I, I went to college for, for a, a semester. And it was the hardest thing. I, I, I had to study. I had, really had to study hard and, and lived in the library. But I got, uh, got A's and B's. And then I, I was selling, selling a couple of horses. And I was thinking, geez, I'm making so much money on these two horses. I got This is what I got to do. So that's when I, I decided that I go full bore into the, into the horses. And uh, never looked back. And tell me about the first big horse, the big jumper that made a difference in your life. Was it? Uh, I've known you've gone to the Olympics. Yeah. And tell us about the first big horse that went from the, the court to the thoroughbred off the track. Who was the next one that you moved you on up to another yeah. notch? Because every horse is another move. Yeah. Step well, forward. it was Glenda Joe, and then and then we had uh, the horse named the Roofer, and uh, he could jump high, and uh, so the, the, he had the name the Roofer. But the the, the actual name came from uh, an investor came out, and he uh, he was supposed to put a new roof on his house, but he he bought the horse instead. So he named the horse the Roofer, and that horse won a uh, Grand Prix of, of Detroit, a big a big show, and you know kind of put me on the map as far as competing against some of the some of the big uh, the big guns who were you competing with at this time who who were you competing against at this time maybe Wally Holly or some of those guys back in the day yeah yeah he was he was there in Chicago and everything but this this was talking about you know further further east you know and, and, and yeah, like Robert Ridland and uh, I think Rodney Jenkins could have been at the show um, so that was a taste of getting right. a little further away from you know out of the Midwest so mm-hmm. That's what that horse kind of established me as, as far as you know making it making it onto the 
next level. Yeah, the national stage instead mm -hmm. of just the Midwest stage. So that that was a, a great horse for that. And that was the roofer. And who would you move on from in after that from the roofer? Yeah. Well, there was there was quite a few horses along the way. You know, your 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 memory drifts from time to time, and little things trigger. Um, little things that come up right. with horses, special moments with mm -hmm. horses, you know, and I'll never forget I had a horse that's, uh, it, was, it wasn't a real special horse, but there was a special moment where this horse was, he didn't really, he had some, he had some insecurities about jumping, and so I had two dressage whips, that was legal at the time, you know, to, and he would come up, the horse, would, you never know if he's going to go right or left, so I had two dressage whips, and I could kind of steer him with those. Guide him with them. Guide him with them and everything. And I'll never forget, he wanted to, wanted to sell me out and and, uh, and stop at a jump. And I, I just closed the two dressage whips and everything, and he ended up jumping. And it was kind of a magical moment, uh, maybe even maybe even uh, like like what was in vogue a few years ago, like with the horse whispering right. type of thing. It was just a kind of a voodoo type of thing, you know. Where it didn't hit him with the... With the just touched just him. Just guiding him and mm -hmm. just... And gave him that extra courage, and it was that special moment that it was like, wow, that was uh, that was something. That was, that was you know when I was back in uh, in uh, sitting in college, you know, sitting in the library mm -hmm. studying. I, I would think back to moments like that, you know, little triggers that, and I was like, wow, I gotta get back to doing what uh, yeah, what, what I really love, what you what you like the best. So there was horses like that, and then there was a horse. A real special horse that came along in my life named Quick Quickstar, who ended up being a a foundation uh, stallion for in Europe and and uh, one of Paul Schockermuller's big uh, uh, step breeding stallions. Really? And uh, you started him off? Yeah, I had him when he was three to seven, and and uh, he got sold uh, for for a lot of money back in the back in the nineties. And uh, and you bought him when he was a seven year old, or? Well, I, I didn't own him. I, I worked for for the uh, farm that that uh, owned him, and uh, but I, I I trained him when he was three until seven. Mm -hmm. He went in one futures class, and then he got sold for, you know. And, and George Morris always said that I would have gone to the Olympics with that horse if I would have been able to right. keep him. But that's the business. Sometimes you know, sometimes you're in a position to keep a horse. Sometimes. Yeah, you're right. You're that's other business. Horse. I mean, I've had a lot of horses go to the Derby, but somebody else took them. I sold them before. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. I try to sell the dream, not buy it. But it's a different game. Well, tell us about you moved from Chicago. Did you go to Virginia? Yeah, I went and uh, I I wanted to get uh, get a little experience on that international and national stage. So I, my my idol at the time was Rodney Jenkins. Right. So I called him up and. He, uh, he, uh, you know, he didn't have anything for me, and, and uh, I thought, ah, geez, I guess I, I guess that's not going to work. And I, and then a week later, he called and said, hey, Bob, we got this other, maybe have a chance, maybe have something for you. Half day with me and half day with a friend of mine down the road, and I jumped at the chance. I loaded, loaded things up and, and moved right on out there. To Orange, Virginia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With Enos uh, and Shorty and the whole crowd huh yeah mm -hmm. Larry and Larry I know Rodney the whole family's friends of mine and Patty did you know his first wife Patty mm -hmm. Robert and yeah his sons I know them all so that's that's amazing I didn't know you started it that way yeah and who was the neighbor down the street you were riding with Rodney because he to me Rodney's 
probably in idle dice. I don't. I think I don't yeah. know if anybody would surpass them. They were probably the greatest horse and rider combination in jumping history. Yeah, yeah. His his friend down the road was Larry Aspen. I know Larry well. Yeah. Hey, I'm Larry Aspen. Yeah. And that was Rodney's partner. He was his partner, and he was a, he was a real promoter. Yeah. So Isn't that I wrote, funny? I wrote for him, and uh, half the day, and wrote for Rodney half the day, and, mm-hmm. and I learned a lot uh, from Rodney's brother. And I learned a lot from Rodney, and, and uh, stayed there for a couple of years, and then then I moved. Did you come down with him to Ocala to the show here, Just Larry and Rodney? No, that's when I met Rodney and Larry. They were partners, and they came right. down, and I think Larry controlled the money, and. Uh, they Rodney controlled sport. the horses. Yeah. yeah, Rodney rode the horses. And he won. He won with any horse he got on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no, I didn't get. I didn't really get a chance to show. Um, I, I was behind the scenes, basically. You know. But that's good. That's where you learned it off. Yeah. Of. That's amazing. I never knew that was your background. With I Rodney. was. I was uh, very grateful to for Rodney for creating a, a job for me. He didn't have to do it. He, he mm-hmm. went out of his way to create. He's really a nice guy. People yeah. don't realize how a nice guy Rodney is. I want to interview him. Uh, for this book as well, because we go way back. Yeah, uh, he used to sure. call me lucky because I sold a couple of million dollar pinhook horse, and I said, "Yeah, you were lucky with all dice too." When he laughed, yeah. you know, because he's a good track racehorse trainer. He had like a fifty percent win wow. average, and that's unbelievable. Yeah, and tell us about the horse that took you to the Olympics. Yeah, uh, yeah. Then I came, I came to out to California, and uh, uh, so. Had a few horses here and there along the way, but, and then uh, raised, you know, had a couple kids and did a, did a lot of that, that kind of stuff. And then I had the opportunity to, to get this horse that uh, we saw in Europe. And uh, we got the horse, and he started out a little rough when we first got him. And then he, st- he just started, he started going better and better. And, uh, and then we took him to, we took him to, uh, Spruce Meadows, and, and put put him together up in there, and then we went to Europe, and he was doing some small show, small Grand Prix there, and by the end we qualified to go to some bigger Grand Prix, and he was very consistent there. And then he was like, "Well, maybe we got a chance to do the Olympic trials," and uh, so we we went into the trials from from California, and. Uh, First day wasn't very good. It was. It turned really cold at night, and I under underestimated. I thought I was doing too much with the horse because mm-hmm. of all the lather and everything during the. And then all of a sudden, it turned so cold at night, and he had three rails down. And I thought, oh, geez, my my dream is over. And so we had, I think, four days till the next class, when everybody was saying, oh, you enjoying your vacation, this and that. And uh, then the next thing you know, he won won three in a row. And that got us onto the top ten. And then we went to Europe and did some good over there. And then uh, we made the team. And uh, it was you know one step at a time. You know, it was it was one step at a time of this of this dream that we were holding on to. And uh, the pressure and all the other things that go into it. And so the goal was basically in the beginning was to make the team, make the top ten. So then you did that. And then the then the goal was to to get in the you know the top four. And then you did that, and then the then the dream was okay. Well, now we're now we're gonna go to the Olympics and you know, show in the Olympics. And then we realized 
we, when we got there that we, you know, our horse were jumping better than anybody else's and this and that. And that was like, hey, let's, let's meddle. You know, we got, mm-hmm. we got this. We can meddle. And so, uh, and we just got, decided that was going to, that we'll focus on that. And then, then uh, we just pulled it out. And then all of a sudden it was a jump off and all four riders were going to jump off. And the Canadians had, had a rail. And so I went in the third spot and went clear. Gold for U.S. How about that? That's so amazing. It amazing, amazing. It all started with those two ponies that your yeah. father won in the rifle. That's right. The unbroke two ponies. Yeah, my first two ponies. Yeah, your first two ponies. <laughs> then you just actually go medal. So it all started with those two ponies. And yeah. Probably had to have been for those two ponies. It may not even end up where we're talking to you now. Yeah. And it's amazing that you were Rodney, because I've always felt Rodney in that. You ever heard of Jerry Fishback? No. He was a steeplechase jock, and he was like Rodney, one of the best ever. Oh, yeah. And those two guys were my mentors. Oh, yeah. You know, they became good friends of mine. Oh, yeah. And uh, But thank you uh, for the interview, and uh, we're going to get you a copy of the book. Hopefully, it'll be out in a month. Great. Called My First Poem. All right. And thank you very much. My pleasure.